Hello, friends. The podcast this week is very brief. I'm simply just sitting on the beach at spring break, reflecting on my experiences on my beach walks and how the faithfulness of the Lord has stood the test of time. That's a good thing about being um, old is that you can say that. I can say it and I can know it. The faithfulness of the Lord has stood the test of time. Enjoy. I'm sitting next to the ocean in Florida at the Panhandle and um, participating in what is very much a tradition in my part of Tennessee where when spring break comes along for the school children, all the families, at least a whole lot of them, take off to the beach for a week. We've been doing this with our family, (coughs) excuse me, for a long time for a very long time. I don't even know how long the tradition has gone on, but it is a, it is a wonderful tradition. You you never know though, whether you're going to get 50 degree weather or 80 degree weather on your spring break week. And it just so happens this year, we might have a little bit of both, but right now it's late in the afternoon. The sun is not as hot as it has been. And it really has not been hot today. And, um, not very many people are on the beach and so I'm literally sitting on the beach while I'm doing this podcast and looks like the flies have found me so I don't know how long I'll be able to sit but I thought a lot this week about the many trips I took to the beach when I was a student at Sanford University we were in Birmingham Alabama and Birmingham maybe four hours four and a half hours from Panama City and so there were many times that A few of us would be adventuresome enough to take off on a Thursday afternoon or a Friday and come back on a Sunday and just stay at the beach all weekend. We'd lived on peanut butter and jelly and some apples that we had squirreled away from the dining hall all throughout the week. And um, when we came down, it was such a simple trip. All we did was come down, uh, share a hotel room, eat our picnic (laughs) throughout the weekend, and sit on the beach and just soak up the sunshine. And there's something very therapeutic about just sitting next to where the earth um, land ends and the ocean begins, with the ocean being, I don't know, itself kind of a draw to us. What is it about the oceans and the mountains that draw us to them? I think it's that sense of their bigness and our smallness or maybe even the infinite idea of it where you can look out onto the horizon and never see the end of it and know that it goes on and on forever. And the same thing happens in the mountains when you get at the top and you look out across the vast mountain ranges and they go on and on forever and you just feel so small and and you're right there on the edge of what feels like um, infinity and the largeness and, you know, me and my spiritual um, thinking, it's like... I don't know, a place, a space on earth where we can be a little closer to God. And that's how I was always been for me. Even when I was in college and I'd walk on the beach for miles, I'd walk. And as I walked, I talked to the Lord and I would talk to him about all of my dreams and all of my goals. There's nothing like being 19, 20, 21 years old and just your whole life ahead of you and anything is possible you can be anything, you can do anything, you can go anywhere, and um, it can be incredibly overwhelming.
I don't guess I was ever really overwhelmed by it because I, I tethered myself to um, a life thought that my life was very precious and I was loved very much by the God who created me, but it wasn't necessarily my own. And I found great comfort in realizing that he had some good plans for my life and he knew how it all fit together in the greater scheme of things. And even though I didn't know what the plan was, I knew they were good and that I could trust him and that I wasn't going to take any of the steps alone. And so I didn't I didn't have any need to go out and figure out my own plans because I just was confident God had good plans. <laughs> so on those walks on the beach that we took, I uh, would talk to him about the things that I wanted, you know, the the dreams that I had. I, I wanted to get married one day. I wanted to have a career that was meaningful. I, I wanted to have children someday. And always as a part of my understanding it was if I surrender to him it, you know the verse I guess in the Psalms that says commit your way to the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart and I thought either I'm, I'm committed to him and so what is in my heart is what he wants me to desire because that's what he's going to give me or if I commit to him I can hand him my desires and he's gonna um, see to it that that my desires are fulfilled I've grown to understand that it's not like a vending machine. It's not like I can put in the commitment quarters and say, okay, here's my life, and now deliver me what I've ordered up, because we don't necessarily get exactly what we ordered. <laughs> but it was more so that if you put first your love for me and the, um, and the relationship that we have, and if you allow that to be your first affection, then as we go along this adventure of life, I'm going to, like God always said to me, I'm going to take care of everything else. That reminds me of the verse that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. It was hard. It was hard being young and not knowing what life was going to bring. I remember not being anxious, but certainly desiring things that I didn't have yet and being stretched to believe that the God that I knew knew that I longed for those things and that somehow um, in ways that were beyond my understanding he would see to it that um, that I was going to be okay and I even believed more than okay that I was going to be satisfied and things were going to go well. And so much of my life has been satisfying and it has gone well in so many ways. When I walk on the beach now, um, goodness, how many years later? 40 years later, nearly. I look back over the course of my life and I think about those things that I longed for and that I talked to him about on the beach, on those college beach walks. And I realized that every dream has a name and um, they all have uh, uh, memories of really sweet fulfillment. Um, you know, having met my husband and fallen in love and gotten married, <laughs> all of those memories. You see that, 
that man I prayed for then has a name now, and he is a guy that I have a lot of history with. And then I think about all the, the children that I wanted to have and all those years of infertility when I wondered if we would ever be able to have children. And now they all have names, all three of them, and experiences. And um, some of them have children of their own. My, my daughter has my two granddaughters, which are kind of the exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask or imagine. Because at my young age, I wasn't even thinking about grandchildren yet. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily a desire of mine. But had I known how amazing they were going to be, it certainly would have been. And now my second daughter is about to um, have a baby. And there'll be another grandchild um, added to the abundance. And so now all of those dreams have names. And um, the career, you know, having dreamt of uh, writing a book and having it published. And here I am 19 or 20 books later, having um, seen that that was way more than I ever thought it would be. And I may have more books in me. I don't know being so privileged to not only get to serve church a church, but to um, build one from eight people to 2,000 and beyond. And what a, what a privilege that was. And so, I don't know, when I walk the beach now, there are many things that I still long for many um, desires that I have that I'm working on committing to the Lord so he'll give them <laughs> to my heart. There are um, many things that have uh, made me sad and um, hard parts of life. But if I sit here and think back to those days 40 years ago and this day today, why, why should I doubt the God who has brought me this far. Why would I doubt him? I feel like I'm kind of sitting like the children of Israel when they they first came to the Red Sea and one with the, the Egyptian army behind them and the Red Sea in front of them. They um, were understandably frightened and confused and doubting their, their God and then God told him just to be quiet and to watch what he would do. And when he parted the Red Sea and they walked across on dry land and then he shut it up on the Egyptian army, God in a huge way saved them from their, in their crisis. And then all throughout the wanderings in the wilderness, God spoon fed them and, and gave them and taught them and grew them and had very intentional purposes for the wandering. But then they got to the to the promised land and once again they had water they had to cross and they were worried again about how they would get across and that my friends is how I feel like I might be right now. I've I've already gone across and seen what God has done. It's been huge and amazing. He's brought me through what was it? 40 years in the wilderness? 40 years since I <laughs> am thinking back to that time. And now I sit at another crossroads wondering if God is going to come through for me. And I think that I really, really can identify with the Israelites who were like, 
I, I always read them about them and I thought, man, you guys are awful. Why can't y'all get a clue and understand that God loves you and he's going to watch out for you and he's there to take care of you. But then I realized that I sit in my own life in difficult places <laughs> and I think, okay, I get it. I understand what it was like to be those Israelites. And so here we are, here we are at the ocean, taking another walk, trusting God to do what only he can do. And he will, he'll be faithful. He always is. And what else are we to do besides trust him? I could trust myself, but I've lived with myself long enough that that would not be prudent. <laughs> God's been too good for me for me to want to trust anything else other than Him. The Lord is so good to us. And it's so calming just sitting and, and reflecting on these things and watching the ocean move and... I get it. I get how that guy wrote the song, the hymn, when he was out on the waters where, what was it, his three of his children, I think, were drowned in a ship, in a ship that was lost at sea, I mean, in a storm, and he got to that place in the water, and he penned the words, it is well with my soul, and it is well. I don't think I've ever met a child of the Lord Most High who's come to the end of his life or her life and said, wow, oh, God really let me down. I've never met anybody that felt that way, never, never. Everyone I've met who knows the Lord has approached their last days with a deep sense of contentment, a satisfaction of a life well-lived and a, and a deep, deep peace that just knows that the God who, who made us can be trusted and that um, he loves us and that all that he does is loving toward us. I don't know how it all pans out. I'm working on writing a blog post right now um, that I titled is Grace Irresistible. And um, I found out that there's a whole lot other people have said about this subject and it's got me thinking a whole lot of thoughts. But right now on this beach, I don't wanna think those great big thoughts. I just wanna rest in the certainty that every one of these waves is gonna just come rolling toward the shore and every bit of that water is gonna stay right out there while all this dry land stays right here. That the sun's gonna rise and the sun's gonna set. And probably somebody 20 years old is walking on this beach, committing their life to the Lord and talking to him about all their desires that don't have names yet. And probably there's also some people like me who are walking on this beach and thinking about the good times and the hard times and the expected times and the unexpected times and how the Lord has been faithful through them all. He's good. He's good. That's all I've got today, my friends. It's just a good time. Sometimes it's good just to be still and know that He is God. Not try to wax eloquent or figure out and answer all the questions of life, but just to sit and reflect and know that the goodness of God can be trusted. God is good. His love and His faithfulness endure forever. 
And um, if you've got a testimony that proves that that is true, share it and share it often. And let's spend our days thinking more on the fact that God is who he says he is than on the uh, tension and the stress of worrying about how he's going to do it next. The God who's brought you here is going to take you there. And God, he's good. I wouldn't do my life any other way. Thank you for listening.